Uh, we've got a real situation in Canada where housing prices have been increasing. The demand is only going to go up as Canada's population grows. And if we're not able to keep up with housing supply, prices will continue to go up and it will remain an affordability issue. How much is the federal government responsible? Let's rewind to Monday. And Justin Trudeau said this. Right now, we're facing a real challenge around housing in terms of supply. Uh, there's simply not enough places for people to live right across uh, the lower and middle income uh, spectrum. And that's why uh, projects like this moving forward, and this isn't the only project, as I mentioned, there's a bundle of projects the federal government investing in uh, across, uh, across the city with uh, about $45 million uh, that are going towards these uh, over 200 new units, uh, is a part of the solution. But we know there is a lot more to do. And I'll be blunt as well. Housing isn't a primary federal responsibility. It's uh, not something that we have direct carriage of, but it is something that we can and must help with. That okay, so it isn't a primary federal responsibility. Certainly municipalities and provinces have a big role to play, so no, it's not exclusively federal. But certainly there is a big role for the federal government to play, and arguably maybe that role is greater given the federal government's direct responsibility for immigration. And if we're bringing in large numbers of immigrants every year, maybe it becomes more incumbent on the federal government to ensure that housing supply is able to keep up. Right? Because it matters to those already here. It matters to those new Canadians who are coming here uh, that we have the supply to meet the demand. So joining us to talk a bit more about some of those jurisdictional issues, you know, to what extent the prime minister is correct in what he said there. Very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Steve Pomeroy, industry professor and executive advisor of the Canada Housing Evidence Collaborative at McMaster University. Steve, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Rob. So, yeah, as I say, the comment raised a lot of eyebrows and it certainly sparked some debate about, you know, who's got primary responsibility here. What, what did you make of those comments, first of all? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting deflection of responsibility to some extent, but having, I mean, in the context of the way he was saying it, that um, you know, we need new supply, certainly the federal government has very little to do with new supply. You know, building permit applications, approvals, all that kind of stuff are clearly the responsibility of the municipalities under, under um, municipal legislation in the province. So the, the adding supply is certainly a municipal provincial responsibility. The, the other part of his sentence there about you know, providing federal funding to ensure that some of that supply is actually affordable, that moves us into a different space. And I think there, um, you know, to build housing for low-income folks is very expensive and it does require subsidy. And the federal government has the, the greatest fiscal capacity in the country and traditionally has been the biggest funder of, of subsidies to, uh, to make sure that the housing that we're building is relatively affordable for low-income folks. Uh, so I think that, you know, as you suggested there, I mean, it's the there's a responsibility for all levels of government here, um, and uh, certainly the federal government, uh, you know, should be and is engaged. And uh, I think the point he was making, he was, he was taking a bit of a dig at the provinces. I think that they, he doesn't think they're they're coming to the party with the same level of funding that the feds are. Are these almost two separate issues? Then, when we talk about affordable housing versus housing more generally. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think it, it does get conflated in this, um, you know, the, the rhetoric around, you know, home prices and rents have gone up because we have high demand. Mm -hmm. um, the in, and, and in order to meet high demand, we, we need to supply new homes. Otherwise, you know, if you have a lack of, lack of new homes and a lot of people demanding them, you know, they'll push the prices up. 
But the inverse isn't necessarily true. If we overbuild the market, that will force prices to come down. Um, so I think we do have to separate the two issues about um, how much supply do we need to actually meet demand versus how are we going to address the, the excessive price and, and rents of those homes that are actually being built. And that requires a different set of policy levers and a different set of regulations and, and financial mechanisms. Immigration is a totally separate issue in in many ways, but it it becomes relevant here. And the federal government has some pretty ambitious immigration targets. And and look, arguably, I think Canada is going to need uh, immigrants to, you know, sustain our our levels of productivity and our tax base as the population ages. But with that population growth comes additional demand for housing. Does it do, do these issues now tied together? Does it make the federal government maybe a little more responsible for the housing situation? Yeah, I think it does. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's you know, perhaps not a coincidence uh, that the, the minister that was formerly responsible for the immigration targets is now the minister responsible for solving the supply problem. Uh, Sean Fraser appointed in cabinet last week asked the Minister of Housing and Infrastructure. So I think that's a signal that they recognize there's something going on here. Um, and, and I think the immigration piece, you know, we tend to, to sort of fixate a little bit on the announcements of uh, targets for new permanent residents that you're raising the target up to 500,000. Uh, and that's not, you know, a new 500,000. We were at 5,400 before, so there's an incre- small incremental increase. But the, the big increase really on immigration is uh, not quite so transparent. And it's in the form of the, the permits that are issued to temporary foreign workers and to international students. We issued over 600,000 visas to international students to study in Canada last year. Um, universities across the country are facing um, uh, funding constraints on their you know, freezing tuition fees and, and the grants they get from government. And the only source of revenues for, for universities is foreign students because it's a lucrative uh, tuition fee. So we've got this very proactive university sector chasing the international student population and students rent and so they come into our local rental markets and they have a big impact and they try to find lower cost housing and they displace lower cost folks from not low cost housing so i think you know we, we you know fixating on the the home price piece of immigration is not as important as thinking about what the impacts on our rental market are as a result of, of having a high number of students coming in and how do we actually better direct some funding to universities and to developers near universities uh, to build purpose-built student housing so we don't have this displacement effect. Yeah, right. And so now we, we're into another realm where there's a lot of provincial jurisdiction too. So I mean, part of it is all three levels working together, maybe better coordination, but you know, it certainly means the federal government stepping up and playing a role here. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, all things require leadership, right, to get other folks you know, to come along and, uh, and and do it constructively. I think you know part of the problem we have in Canada is sort of the um, um, the negative interactions between different levels of government and blaming them for not doing the right thing, rather than more collaborative constructive conversations about how do we solve this problem together. Uh, so I think we do need to sort of, the, the politicians need to think more along those lines. How can they work more collaboratively and cooperatively um, rather than, you know, we've had instances within the National Housing Strategy of the federal government making announcements which implicate the provinces in providing funding um, without actually having a conversation with them beforehand. So I think the way we do business at the political level has to change. Well, we'll see if it does. We'll leave it there for now. Steve, thanks for your insight. Appreciate you making some time for us here this morning.